Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Matchball. Hello and welcome to The Matchball, brought to you by Levi Solicitors, where you can get 10% off your legal fees if you head to our landing page, which is levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan and I'm joined by Michael Normanton. Hello. Oscar White as well. Daniel Chapman. Hello. One of those nights when you're glad to not be at Ellen Road, I presume. I don't know. I'd like to be back there for a loss. Even at the moment, I think I'd, I'd probably take a, a trip back to watch us to booze off at half time after being 2 0 down. I think that'd have been a, a nice thing to do for the lads. Just yell some abuse at them or something. No, it was. Uh, it's fine. I'm, I'm not too cross. Would you have booed at full time? twice as much do you think i'd have been there at full time i'd have been disgusted i'd have been i'd have been long gone that was the be on the gangway when the penalties um being taken moment wasn't it that and then oh, let's get away let's try and get away we'll try and get away early no um, one of those nights tonight wasn't it it was it was one of those premier league lessons i fear that we are occasionally going to have to just put up with this season because we obviously made some fairly obvious errors in the first half it got away from us we did our best to get back it in the second half but you, you can't miss chances like we did and leave yourselves open at the back like we did and expect to win them all. You're not always going to have the fates on your side. It feels a bit like Leicester are kind of a tailor-made to play against us. The fact they beat Man City in a similar way this season kind of, and we have fairly fairly similar styles, um, I think probably shows that it was it was not made for us. It, everything felt like it was going against us. The, the fact Rodrigo was missing, um, as much as we... We love Pablo. I think Rodrigo's been so good in the last couple of games that it did feel like a big loss. And then has to reshuffle that. The fact that it's like a horrible wet night. The fact that within 10 seconds of missing a really good chance they'd scored. It just felt very early on like nothing was going to go for us. I looked at um, Brendan Rodgers high-fiving all his staff at full time and I couldn't help seeing Gary Monk. I felt like it was back in the championship where for absolutely no explicable reason Gary Monk could always get a result out Bielsa and we need to avoid Leicester in the FA Cup otherwise it will be three defeats to those people crispy <laughs> fools but it could just be um, Leicester and Rogers, and it would help if Fardy would retire but without those things happening um, yeah not for us Pat Bamford's in plenty of credit for this season, obviously, but tonight we saw those bits of him that 
kind of frustrate us a little bit and it proved to be kind of costly, didn't it? When he had that glaring chance so early, maybe he just wasn't quite, you know, warmed up yet enough heading the game. But if we go 1-0 up there, then it could be a potentially vastly different game. And and I know what you mean, Michael, about um, like it felt like everything was against us tonight because had Bamford scored that, we go 1-0 up. Had Pablo gone the other side of the bar, that makes it 2-2. Momentum continues to swing in our favour. So it could have been a different game, but it is a game of fine margins. I know we're sort of falling back on cliches here, but it's true, isn't it? I mean, they were 1-0 up and I think within the first six or seven minutes, I think they'd, the goal was pretty much their only touch, it felt like. We'd been... We did all the possession, kept them fairly well hemmed into their their half, and then that happened. Which was an we I mean, we've not even addressed the fact that it was a an error. It wasn't the fact that they they counterattacked and scored, which was the fear of of what they were going to do to us. It was a straight up miss hit back pass that Vard, I mean, Vardy is very good at that sort of thing. He's very alert to that sort of thing, and he's incredibly quick. So it was always more likely to happen with someone like Vardy. But it was it was just a straight up error. What do you make of Cock tonight? Because he struggled a little bit more more tonight against that that attacking lineup. Maybe the conditions just didn't quite do him um, all the favours that you'd hope. I'm glad we don't have to play Jamie Vardy every week. He's really good, isn't he? And annoying, relentless. He'd fit in quite nicely to our team, actually, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I guess we'll get back to Cock, but um, you said about Bamford maybe not being warm for that first chance well, Vardy would have scored it and he proved that with his reaction to Cox's mistake at the other end he probably Vardy is that good and now we're face to face with him in the Premier League it's unavoidable he probably would have scored Bamford's chance and then run up the other end and scored that one as well and I know um, looking back to Bielsa's press conference when he said that he's uh, he is if Vardy is elderly he didn't say elderly but he was asked about him getting on in years he said, if he's an old player, I am not aware of this. And you could see it in the way he played. And I hope um, Bamford probably, I mean, bless him, he spent most of the night, um, most of the first half at least, sort of looking back at our goal, watching us try and desperately defend against him, maybe looked at that and and saw what a Premier League striker really looks like, which is to be expected when Bamford's been in the, the division for a minute. And Vardy, although was a similar late arrival um, but he, he's become an expert at it over a much longer period there was that slight championship feel about it tonight do you agree when you look at the players that we lost because we lost Rafinha as well from the bench who would have been potentially a game changer suddenly you know, you're bringing on Alioski Roberts to change the game that's not to say that they didn't influence the game for better or for worse but um, it didn't quite have that that Premier League quality to it and we did look like a newly promoted side tonight and Leicester are very good let's not forget that I mean I, I Leicester that was in the Premier League when we were last here were not very good. They were sort of perennial mid-table, lower mid-table type team. They are now, I guess, top four, top five quite comfortably. They're, they're one of the, the better teams in this league. I mean, we have to probably acknowledge the fact that they also had players missing as well. So were they, they were probably there to be got at a little bit more than we did. Um, but I mean, we did get out of them. Albeit we should probably acknowledge as well that the goal we did score was quite a fluke. We did have chances. There were the, the other Bamford one as well where he... Just took a bit of a heavy touch when Luke Ayling played him through. There was Pablo hitting the bar. There were just a few where it was, it was around the box, and it felt like if if it just broke slightly differently, there would have been a chance there. But it, I don't know. It, I'm I'm happy to just write this off as one of those days. Was was it a four-one game? Mm. It was destined to be. Leeds United women lost four-one on Sunday. The under twenty-threes won four-one. So it was going one way or the other. 
and I wish I'd had money on all three games finishing 4-1 in whatever direction because um, I would be very rich and happy as a consequence, although Marcelo Bielsa would be on my shoulder pointing out that money does not equal happiness and I would remember, I'd probably have visions of um, Pablo Hernandez's swerve and shot hitting the crossbar and realising that that was the difference between um, cold, facile happiness brought about by material wealth and deep, true happiness experienced through aesthetic beauty and um, beating the fuck out of Leicester, which we would have done if that had gone in. So 1-0 down early. Also, I would have lost my bet if that had gone (laughs) in. So that's how much I I would have preferred to see that goal happen. I was going to say 1-0 down early doors, so obviously it's always going to be an uphill battle, and then to be 2-0 down inside, what, 20 minutes or thereabouts, it, it causes a problem. I'm trying to remember the second goal now. Someone explain it to me. Oh, they just did good stuff and put the ball in the net, didn't they? It was the um, Vardy getting across the front of um, Cock and Cock slipping for that cross from the the right and Melier saved it with his uh, young um, face and then it just went like stuck into an empty net. It was, um, was it Telemans that one? It was. I remember it now you've said it, yeah. yeah. It was a decent save, actually. So I did say watch out for him. Admittedly, it was based on his work as a 18th century Baroque composer. But nonetheless, player to watch, um, again, I was right. So if any, if that counts for anything, um, I go home feeling wise. That first half, I remarked to you both that it just felt like after about half an hour, we just needed to see it through to half time and hope that we could do something to, to turn things around a little bit. And in fairness, we did. I mean, because, well, that second, that, sorry, the last part of the first half wasn't great at all, was it? But to get into half time, you've you always got optimism that Bielsa's going to maybe do something and shake it up a little bit. And what do you think to, to the sub? Who was the sub again, remind me? You had Pervader on at half time, and then we had a bit of a reshuffle, which meant we pushed uh, most people up front. I was trying to work it out. I think I worked it out. It was Bamford up front with Pervader on the right, Costa on the left, and then Harrison and Pablo sort of both behind Bamford, and then Click pushing further forward and then Dallas and Ailing pushing forward on the wings and it was I mean it was set up for them to score on the counter-attack again wasn't it but we, we had them penned in if I'd have been a Leicester fan I'd have been watching certain sections of that through my fingers a bit because it did feel like we had a lot of pressure yeah we might have fluked the goal back but I'm fairly serious about Pablo Hernandez's effort that was pure quality and if it had gone in if we got the game to 2-2 um you know we're, we're, we're back to level and it's anything can happen from there the the plan in the second half did just seem to be um throw caution to the wing to the wing yeah i'll stick with it throw caution to the wing um but um and then put it in the bin because there wasn't any caution it was just overlap as many people as possible overlap and overload and um try and create problems we had um andy townsend banging on on the commentary and he was infuriating about um was not sticking the ball into the box from set pieces and stuff, but I don't think he's he's cottoned on to the way that we we feel better with the ball kind of in motion and all the players moving, and that's the way that you confuse unbalanced, to use Bielsa's phrase, the opposition and and create a chance, and that's what the entire first twenty minutes of the second half was all about: unbalance Leicester and um, force them into giving us goals. We got one, should have had two. Um, should probably have all three points. I was kind of wondering why um, we don't hear Andy Townsend on on TV more these days, and I remembered it's because he's rubbish. He didn't seem to have acknowledged the fact that we've 
been incredibly successful playing the way we do. And they've just like, get it in the mixer. That's going to work. Having seen us put several cons in the box and get nowhere near any of them, he still seems to think that just throwing it into the box would be somehow the best thing for us to do. But that's because he's an idiot. At least we did see why we got rid of Kasper Schmeichel uh, with Dallas's goal. What was he moaning about at half time as well? He was really, really having to moan at the referee on the way off the pitch. And I just thought, I just forgot what an annoying little twat he is. That's it. He was just moaning because he is Casper Schmeichel. That's it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a bit unfortunate on the goal, I suppose. It was one of those where there was, it did nearly flick off someone's head, didn't it, right in front of him? And he, he kind of just had to let it go. So I don't know. I feel like he was sold by Bates. It was, he gets sort of a bit of a pass for that. He was still a prick. <laughs> Tell us why. Uh, son of scum and absolutely no sense of humour about it whatsoever. Um, you remember the the chance um, that tried to make a joke of it at the start, where it was saying, you know, your dad is a word that we can't repeat, but you're all right. Was an olive branch about as much of a, an olive branch as a the son of a Man United player was going to get from the Elland Road crowd, and the opportunity was there for him to grasp it, and then we'd all have become friends. He would have stopped being mean about his dad, and it all would have been carried on. Instead, he threw a massive hissy fit about it. He hasn't shut up about it since. Um, and Kasper Ankergren will always be the one true Kasper, as far as I'm concerned. Oslut. He's number two. Maybe that's what um, he was saying to the referee as he was going off at half-time. They used to be dead mean about me here, but now we've got the upper-hand referee. Should have piped it into the stadium, to be honest. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And returning to the Pablo chance then when he when he hit the bar, did you ever feel like we were seriously going to get into it, get back into it? Because that was the closest we came. I don't know if I ever felt it. I, it just didn't feel like it was going to happen for us tonight. Not for me personally, anyway. I'm trying to think if we created another good chance after that. I'm not entirely sure we did, did we? It it always felt like one of those nights and Pablo hitting, cause it didn't hit, he didn't even hit the bar or the post, did it? It hit both. It was right on the join. It was so nearly perfect and it just wasn't quite in the end. It was it, it was one of those nights where things didn't quite come off for us. The first half was probably as bad as we've been, certainly this season, for just passes not connecting and little interplays that we normally do like a dozen times in a match just weren't happening 
Click was giving the ball away. Pablo was giving it away. Like the mo- our most reliable passers were just were just losing it in sort of dangerous areas. We played Vardy in a couple of times in in da- in dangerous spots, and I don't know. I never felt we were quite going to get back into it. Although admittedly, when we scored that early goal in the, the start of the second half, you do inevitably think, "Oh, here we go. There's, it's, there's still a dream." I can't remember at what point. Bamford's opportunity to run through and snap Casper Schmeichel's face off was whether it was um, after Madison had come on and started killing us or before that but 67 minutes it was well unless you're going to tell me when Madison came on it was after that so it wasn't in the really good period but I feel like that one and both of Bamford's in the first half that header in the first minute and that one really good touch one were ones um, Vardy would have scored and that's not necessarily to criticise Bamford because he's a different kind of player and I don't think he's ever going to become Jamie Vardy but there were those kind of you're just looking for somebody to just snap the ball into the net into those in those situations and preferably snap Schmeichel in the process none of those things happened but those were probably the the best opportunities and there is kind of that this idea of a, a goal changing and again we definitely got the impetus after Dallas put the ball in and I do wonder how we would have taken it on if if Pablo had inspired us to an equaliser that way would we have created more because Leicester what they did to Man City and what they've been doing to a lot of teams this season is being much more defensive and you saw at one point they had um, two their two defensive lines were basically really close to each other on the edge of their penalty area at 1-0 up and that only compressed even more and gave us even less space at 2-0 get it to 2-2 and they you know, are they thinking about a winner again instead of just sitting back and waiting to pick us off, which became much easier when Hernandez had gone off and Madison had came on and Madison just stood in our uh, centre circle waiting for an opportunity to, to rip the piss, basically. Do you think taking Pablo off was a mistake? Mm, he wasn't happy, was he? And I'm not sure I was that happy when he went off. He has old legs. And I think that's probably, um, I don't know if uh, Bielsa was looking at the state of his legs or just the clock and making an assumption but yeah I mean the the last thing he did before being taken off was um, a, a good expansive ball out to the the right wing although I think it did sail over Ian Pervader's head from memory but um, he still looked like he had a lot to, to contribute and um, Roberts did that one really good dribble through the middle but then there was nobody to take the ball off him at the end so he just kind of kicked it to their defender and fell over um, apart from that um, was better than Shackleton. That's what I'll say about Tyler Roberts. He kind of summed up what I often think about Roberts is that in in that one move that he does things that make me think he's really good, but then there's often not much at the end of it. And I don't know. I don't know where he fits in as a as in the long term. Well, if we'd not had Rodrigo with COVID and Rafinha with his ankle, he probably would have just stayed sitting on the bench. And it's interesting to think about how. All that attacking at the start of the second half would have worked if the changes had been, um, if Rodrigo was already on the pitch and we had Pablo Hernandez to come on and we had Rafinha coming on and we were playing. Imagine a, whatever wing you want to choose because they didn't move around, but if we had Harrison and Costa on one side and then Rafinha on the other, who, because he's Brazilian and because he's only got one name, is obviously like three times the player Ian Perveda is. That's my entire basis for that. I really love Perveda. But there's a different... Um, approach then and Rodrigo was that good against Aston Villa um that sort of it's a bit of a shame for Tyler Roberts that he had to come into the equation and if we're talking about Bamford being 
a lot further back than Jamie Vardy in terms of developing at this level. I mean, Tyler Roberts, he's not even had a full season in the championship without injuries and without um, interruptions. So we're looking at step-ups for a lot of them. And same with Shackleton. um, Deserved to keep his place after the Aston Villa performance. But then you wonder how much of that was um, the way he played with Rodrigo and the, the way that the match was set up with him from Aston Villa. There was a point in the first half, towards the end of the first half, I had a look and he'd only had 15 touches. And Bamford, who normally has the fewest because he is the striker, so you don't expect the, the, the ball to go through him as much. He's normally the baseline he'd had. I think it was uh, 25 or 20 at that point. Um, and you can't be having your attacking midfielder 35 minutes into a match. He's only touched the ball 15 times. It's a sign that Shaq was nowhere near it. Bless him. Still cute. Do you think we really missed um, Rodrigo tonight? I do. He's made himself quite important, I think, quite quickly. Yeah, he's been quietly just improving with every single game, hasn't he? And I think he he would have struggled more today, I think, than he did against Villa, who gave him a lot of space and, on reflection, were not very good. Whereas I think Leicester, fair enough, they actually were quite a good side. And I think they they contained as well today. They, they seem to have quite an interesting method of pressing us. They seem to be pressing us when the defence had the ball. And then more or less letting us play through the middle third, but then getting on top of us, on top of us again when we we were sort of near their goal, it seemed to work quite well that they were they were letting us play our stuff, but only in an area that where we were not going to do anything with it, and in an area where they weren't equally going to break and score. Whereas it, you felt like they knew we were going to play out from the back, and Barnes and and Vardy pressed us really well on that. Yeah, they're a well drilled side, aren't they? You can tell they've got that kind of that Premier League quality and that that Premier League nous about them, very well organised. They won it. They Not did. that long ago. That, that is an absolutely well-established fact, Moscow. And Thank you. Winning it gave them the opportunity to play in the, the Champions League and so they could sign players of that level who not only cost that kind of money but um, are willing to sign for a club that will give them European football. Um, and even if they're only in the Europe, Europa League um, in between and are at the moment, they're still, they, they can attract the, the level of player and some of the you know the talent that they do have Madison Barnes the Leeds reject although in the sense that he rejected us to go to West Brom <laughs> um and and it was mentioned in uh, in the commentary it will have been a good point because Peter Drury made it rather than Andy Townsend about how they do seem to be able to just find another player I was pinning all my hopes before on Jamie Vardy retiring but I'm sure they'll just They'll go and sign somebody from League One that nobody's heard of or just slot straight in and it'll be even faster and even better and it'll be really annoying. Just to fast forward towards the end of the game, that um, that 4-1, the penalty, would you have been bothered about that had things been a little bit tighter, had the game not completely got away from us? I mean, it's a fairly moot point now, but we might as well talk about it because it happened. The game has got away from us. The game's gone. Never a penalty. I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a bit soft. Yeah, it's just an awkward tackle, wasn't it? Not really in it but if you're going to do it there um, what's the, the cliched approach to this if it happens somewhere else on the pitch it's not given but you can't do that on the edge of the penalty area because somebody is going to spend 10 minutes watching it on television and then um, eventually after the the game I'm still intrigued what happens to all the stuff that, that happened after that I suppose it happened didn't it people I mean we, we were talking about how many touches of the ball Jamie Shackleton had for example to those touches of the ball that players had in between that foul and the play being stopped to go back. Do they count? Do they go down the stats? They did touch the ball, but also none of that actually happened. Do we? I've never been clear on this, and I think until 
the DeLorean aspects of VAR are cleared up, they need to stop using it because there's too much doubt about what it's doing to time and space. You have um, put my head in a spin there with that. You really have. And probably the only reason any of that happened, and it's not due to the the referee or, or VAR, it is just cosmic um, to make it 4-1. Something had to happen for a, a fourth goal, so everything just lined up symmetrically. I'm completely aware this isn't the way the world works, but it feels sort of nice to get a decision like that out of the way when it doesn't matter. And I'm completely aware that's not how it works and we'll get a, they'll st- it'll still happen in another game. Just wait for Old Trafford. That's all I'm saying. Bloody hell. And they'll be watching everything. Every single thing in the bot. Every corner will be scrutinised. But yeah, I'd, it feels like it would be very easy to still stay standing when a tackle like that goes in. And instead he, he flew up into the air. But, you know, who cares really? Shit happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Any positives from tonight then before we wrap it up? Anything we can, any crumb of comfort we can take from this? We still had lots of possession. We still created some chances. There's only one Jamie Vardy is a song and also true. So that's good. I'm looking forward to not playing him again for a while. Um, Crystal Palace have got Zah, haven't they? He's quite fast. Let's pretend that's not happening. Uh, and he also likes diving as well. So he's probably going to win a penalty. Uh, what else is positive? This is my fault. I was positive before this game. I thought we might win like an idiot. So, all the positives. Uh, mm, mm. Moscow? We tried to get back into it with madness. Didn't work, but I always feel um, quite reassured that we don't just settle for a 2-0 defeat at home or something. We we throw on loads of players and put them all in weird attacking positions. And it did take, um, you know, I suppose it's credit to Brendan Rodgers and his expensive bench. Um, Madison, I can't remember who he came on for, but bringing on a playmaker in that situation was fairly brave, defending a lead with an attacker. Um, I don't like Brendan Rodgers um, in any way, but I respect that, that he um, he responded to our um, attacking with attacking. And You're liking him to Gary Monk earlier. I think that's that's really quite a horrendous insult to throw at a man. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'm happy with that. I'll, in, I'll insult him again. Um, yeah, this was supposed to be positives, wasn't it? We attacked them, but they attacked us better. Isn't really... Well, um, I'll tell you what, let, let's evolve that into heroes and villains then and wrap it up. So is he your villain, um, Rogers, for being a bit good at managing attackers and that? Yeah, he's just got the crazy eyes. So um, you can, he'll emerge from, you remember the, the Count on Sesame Street? Yes. It looks like him. And I like the Count. So for him going around with the face of a good puppet, he, that's villainous as far as I'm concerned. If we're going to talk about their soft penalty, we probably have to give Luke Ayling a nomination as well for his almost penalty. He, he needs to learn from Jack Grealish here, doesn't he, and throw himself into the man a bit more because he expected the, the foul to come and it never quite came, whereas obviously Grealish has got that... Curvy to, run into the man. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to make sure the ball's going that way and then commit to diving into the man, don't you? But yeah, we probably have to acknowledge the fact that that wasn't good. No. no don't do that again, Luke. The flop is one thing because you, you're waiting for a bit of contact there, but getting carried away isn't he yeah and doing it in the box looks worse lucky not to get booked mm. if we got the contact though I mean everybody's giving penalties for out now so it's worth a try it's maybe a an example of what the savvy you have to aspire to if it is something to aspire to in the Premier League is like it was like that Stuart Dallas one where he could have gone down for a free kick but stayed up and then went piling through um, one of their players with his leg around knee height because he was so annoyed at not getting 
what would probably have been the championship free kick, but was not a, a Premier League one and um, and got a yellow card for it. And it's just things that need to be learned. And they you only learn them by doing them once. It's like Shackleton tonight. I'm quite happy to see here and say he was rubbish in the first half, but um, he won't become a top Premier League player unless he has some rubbish games. So may as well have that one. Mm, I'd put forward Dallas as a hero, actually. I mean, apart from that slightly dodgy tackle, rest of it, I thought he was really good. He looked really accomplished, didn't he? Tidy. Jackie Harrison as well. Not only um, did he adapt to our 16 wingers attacking and probably look as dangerous as anybody, but twice he ran back to um, to tackle Jamie Vardy for one, which is no mean feat. And then uh, somebody else as well, he got back to stop. Quite a dangerous situation. And bear in mind, he was pro- I think he was the more advanced winger than Helder Costa, who was kind of floating left midfield way um running streaking past him to uh to get a tackle in is good we we always like the effort he had a very quiet first half did um did harrison actually compared to a lot of villa where he was i thought it was brilliant all game he didn't do a great deal in that first half but then yeah second half he was back to uh, jackie harrison playing three positions at once because he seemed to be at times a striker alongside bamford then at times a holding midfielder as he was running all over the place so yeah he, he did well He's a good player, is Harrison. And we'll give Pablo a nomination for hero-ship, for, for caring, for passion. For swearing his way around a full pitch, because he, he had to walk around the perimeter, didn't he? And you could see every time it cut to him, he was just still going, yeah, put yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still see him cursing uh, various things. I don't know what, but Jamie Vardy probably. I'd like to nominate uh, Harvey Barnes as well, because he's already he made Victor Alta smash a phone once, didn't he? When he decided he was going to go to West Brom instead of Leeds, so... And he's still upsetting him now. He's probably smashed a monitor in the ground as a result of um, as his goal tonight. So we write this one off. We go again. That's what they say, isn't it? We go again. Stupid game. Well, we'll be back for another match ball at the weekend. A novelty, a Saturday game. Crystal Palace. That'll be nice, won't it? Apart from the 15 quid pay-per-view that, of course, we'll be paying. Uh, but that's a conversation for a different day. We'll be back with the main podcast with more reflections on this preview of Palace and plenty more in the coming days. Watch out for that. We'll um, we'll speak to you then. See you in a bit. The Match Ball. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.